0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, along with my co-host, Rachel Santizo. How are you today, Rachel? I'm
1: good. How are you, Randall?
0: I am great. I've got to tell you, your perfume smells wonderful today.
1: It's new. I'm glad that you noticed. Thank you.
0: Oh, uh, people didn't realize you can do smell-o-vision on Zoom as well, right? <laughs>
1: You're a talented man. <laughs>
0: This is a podcast about addiction and recovery, and we try to impart a few facts before we do our main interview, and I've got to tell you, our main interview today is probably wilder than the, uh, what, what's the new TV show? The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This one is pretty good, so that's a tease to stay tuned. How many people do you know, Rachel, on a more somber note, who have died from overdoses?
1: Oh so me personally well yeah
0: or been aware of
1: oh i've been aware of i mean just this year alone i would say 50 to 75 people
0: yeah, it's an incredible problem i i found an article just recently um, that uh, that says uh, it's it's a new study found that fentanyl deaths have increased in states west of the mississippi that's according to npr they say fentanyl has spread westward, increasing deaths in the short term and threatened uh, to dramatically worsen the nation's already severe opioid epidemic in the long term. I was at a, a syringe exchange network meeting uh, this week and you know the state of Utah is giving out fentanyl test strips now to, when they're doing their needle exchanges and 65% of the people who use the test strips uh, on both heroin and meth came back positive for fentanyl.
1: Wow, that's incredible, and I know there's a new one out too called the Hulk, and so it's like a green tint, and a lot of people are overdosing from that one.
0: Wow, so a warning to anybody who is watching or who has a, a loved one who is using right now to maybe get a fentanyl test strip they're available at syringe exchanges and uh, because it's just because you don't know what you're getting you can't get yeah you were out on the streets for a long time you if if you bought what were you into pills
1: oh heroin hands down i like the needle and heroin
0: okay and 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 as you well know your neighborhood dealer doesn't have a money back guarantee right or a guarantee oh,
1: absolutely not.
0: Or, or a guarantee? How did you know? I mean, did it worry you when you'd buy from a dealer that you had no idea what you were getting?
1: Absolutely. All the time. I mean, I, w- I remember one of the craziest things that I was sold and I didn't know until I actually started cooking it was candle wax. I mean, it happens. And so in situations like this, I think the smartest thing that anyone can do, because if people are going to use, if they're not ready, it's going to happen. Right. But having Narcan on you. Or if you know loved ones that are using just Narcan, 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 and that's that's what I feel like is the best advice out there.
0: Excellent, excellent advice. Do you know that today is a special day? We're re- we we should say that we record these uh, we record these podcasts, and today, which is what uh, November twentieth, is a, a special day across the country and across the world. Do you know what it is? I don't. Okay. It is uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Yes, I love that. I'm not sure how many people are aware of that. And so with that in mind, we have a special transgender guest today, Tisha Olson. Turn on your video and audio, Tisha. Hello, Tisha. Tisha. Hello, Randall, how are you? I'm good. I mean, you just uh, one of the reasons we had to record this a half hour later is because you had a special occasion you you had to go to today. Can you tell us about it?
2: Yes, actually, today was the first time in history that the transgender flag was raised up at the VA uh, hospital today. Wow! It was the how very people, first time. What? How many people were there? There was there was only about six of us there because we wanted to, uh, the social distancing, but we it was it was broadcast live through through uh, the VA social media, so wow. the folks that who could not be there uh, were able to watch it live. Wow. Well, it's uh, the the uh, the
0: news article I called up for today said that. Um, It honors transgender people who in the past year, uh, 53 lives were taken in the United States that we know of, and 386 worldwide, including death by violence, self-harm, and those who died in ways yet to be determined, and that's just in one year. Are you, you, you
2: know a lot of people who are
0: dealing with a lot of these issues?
2: Yes, I do, actually. Uh, It really, it affects the whole transgender community and actually the LGBTQ community. And um, for the last five years, I've been really involved with TDOR or Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, I'm, I'm a name reader, and I read the names. And every year that number grows. And It's unfortunate that it does grow. That number should be getting shorter, should be getting smaller, because of but you know because of the hate and the undue undue violence. Um, Three of three of the transgenders I know of were actually bound and lit on fire, and that is just it's unbelievable what we will do to each other just because we don't understand or because we feel that it is wrong.
0: Okay help for help us understand maybe tell us a little about your life how you know what's transpired in your life when you decided uh to come out whether you're married have kids did you serve in the military can you maybe a little on your life?
2: Sure actually um I was born in 1965. So basically, uh, back then that uh, transgender wasn't even heard of. Didn't even know and, what, did the word even exist? Maybe it did, it did not. Okay. Um, at the age of six, I knew something was different about me. Um, I didn't really know what it was, but I knew I was definitely not like the, the rest of the boys. Um, Growing up, um, I was shunned when I was found out and punished for it. So I learned to hide at a very young age, and that's when I started being started being very angry. Turned really? to alcohol at a very young age to get rid of those feelings of shame, guilt, being a freak, a weirdo, and things like that. Um, sure. and what do you mean i
1: by found out. What do you What's mean? That? What do you mean by found out back then? Um, Was it that you were dressing like a female? Were you wearing makeup? Did you, what did that look like?
2: Yes, um, I would, I would wear clothes uh, if I was home alone and sometimes my parents would come home and catch me. Um, When I was in junior high school, I would actually go home during lunch and put on my mother's makeup and sometimes Like us women know, mascara doesn't always come off. So, you know, it was uh, kind of noticeable. So, you know, I had to learn how to defend myself quite, quite well, but also I started doing all the things that would prove my manhood, to prove to people that I wasn't a weirdo or a freak. I mean, I played football, I played baseball, I played hockey. Rodeoed, raced motorcycles, everything and anything to prove that I was manly, and I joined the military not because I wanted to prove that I was manly, but because it's it's part of our livelihood. In my family, I'm an eighth-generation Marine, and uh,
1: thank you for that. By the way, you're
2: welcome. But while in the military is I had to hide still. I went in during the time of before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And then Don't Ask, Don't Tell came in. And the interesting thing that people don't realize is even today, you cannot you cannot open, you cannot serve openly in the military being transgender. And basically what that looks like is that to be to get a retirement, to be fully vested, you have to have 20 years or more. So if I would have had 19 years, 364 days, 23 hours, 59 minutes and 59 seconds, and someone would have out me, I would have lost everything. I would have lost my career, would have lost my benefits, and would have been dishonorably discharged. Just because you're transgender. Just because I'm transgender. Obama lifted that ban uh, in his second tor- term, and now Trump has reinitiated it. And uh, we're still wondering why. Because with all the surveys that they took, talking to all the generals and things like that, yeah, there'll be growing pains just like there are in the world today. But however, they don't see where it would. Ever compromise or even hurt the military having somebody being transgender serving openly just like there isn't a problem with uh gays and lesbians and bisexuals serving openly and in all actuality as I look back at it is how better would I have been if I didn't always have to worry about being found it found out if I'd always didn't have to worry about hiding and I didn't have that stress on top of everything else that comes with being in the military you know how much better of a Marine would I have been
1: I think um Tisha I think that you were an amazing Marine with what you had and so I just want to point that out um that you went in and did the best for who you were and so I I know that I'm thankful for that um, and I'm thankful for you being on here and being open about it and that you can be today. Um, when you, you said that you started drinking right before the military. And so when you joined the military and then you had all those stressors on top of it, how did that feed into your your drinking? What did that look like for you?
2: Yeah, that definitely fed into my drinking. Uh, and then plus on top of what I did, I was in the infantry. Um, I went in and I did special operations. And so alcohol was a constant. It was always there. And it was what I could use to hide my feelings and to stop and not have to deal with them like most, most, most addicts do. And, um, and I even found ways to make it around the, the urinalysis testing so I could do certain types of drugs and i was able to retire i got out and then after that it was it was a free for all so i can tell people i really don't have a drug of choice <laughs> alcohol was a constant but ap- after that i was equal opportunity drug user anything i could use to shut this off
1: at the time that you got out were you were you dressing how you wanted to did you feel comfortable in your own skin could you
2: no, I was still hiding, and uh, still trying to be something that I that the world wanted me to be. Um, got a divorce. I was I was married. Got a divorce. I have five beautiful children. Three of them are my own. Two of them are my new wife today. I am still I am married today. Sixteen wonderful years, and my wife has supported me from day one. We've had a rocky go of it you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. Um, And the majority of it was brought on by me just due to the fact I'd been hiding all of these years. And when I came out, that was it. I'm coming out. I'm done hiding. I'm done being, doing and being what everybody else wanted to be. And unfortunately, it was unfair to my wife. And again, this is also part of addiction too and what I use being a peer support specialist and when I teach life skills is that time and when when we're going through and we're starting early in our recovery and we're doing really great we want people to notice that we want people to accept that especially our friends and our families the ones we've hurt the most but we have to realize that it's not on our time schedule it's on their time schedule. They're the ones that need to have the time and the chance to wrap their heads around it. it so um, oh, go ahead.
1: It seems that you because you're showing up today, right? And that must have been super powerful for you and the people that are scared that are, that are still living your situation, um, that are serving in any type of military. And it seems like so you're a peer support specialist, you, you work at Odyssey House. like you show up for people that are struggling and it seems like that has really been a, a healing thing for you? Is that yes. fair to say?
2: Yes, it is. It, it, um, I got into the peer support because a veteran never gave up on me. Told me, I you know, informed me I was worth it. I basically, my last claim to fame 14 years ago was I walked into the VA emergency room under my own powers, mind you, with a blood alcohol level of 6.2. Woo. And uh, tried to get a therapist to believe that it was just a one night stand, and or that it was just a one night thing, and that uh, I you know, I built that tolerance just in one night. And she goes, "Yeah, I keep trying to light of me." So, and then I had a veteran that basically said, "You know, I'm worth more than 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 this." And she helped me, and my way of. Paying her back is to pay it forward. So you've been you've been clean and
0: sober for how long? Fourteen years. Wow. No. Way to go. Thank you. Well, I, back to your life story. I'm, I'm not trying to be salacious, but when you when you came out uh, and you said it took your wife a little while to accept it or whatever, uh, and and she's fine now.
2: Uh, what what were her what was her first response? well her first response was she was worried about the neighbors she was worried about the repercussions that may may have may come along because of it because of the hate and the bigotry that comes along with it and but still she supported me 100 percent. she knew from day one when when i when uh, we first started dating that i told her that you know Hey, I and at first I thought it was just I was a cross dresser, and she was on and actually told me to start looking into it. And that's when I found out no, there's a little bit more to it. I'm transgender,
1: and the difference uh, between the two,
2: cross dressers mainly they, they like to dress in the other gender's clothing, and it's more of a sexual release for them, okay? You know, it. it, you know, it, 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 excites them. Okay. To where for, to where for me is I was born, I'm born this way and I feel comfortable. This is how I feel comfortable. I never ever felt truly comfortable being a male. And actually it's been, uh, scientifically proven. Uh, Katie Couric did a wonderful job with, uh, her, uh, documentary called Je- gender revolution and it was and it's proven that we are born this way and so it's like if you would take my brain if you would take a brain scan of all three of us my brain scan would be more like yours than it would be randy's My i think as a
1: female
0: so, and, so everybody always asks this question i'm going to be criticized for asking it what is your sexual desire for your wife? Do you have sex with your wife? Uh, do you do? You, do you like women or men, or how does
2: how does all that work? Oh yeah, I'm I'm I love my wife. I have sex with my wife. I'm I'm 100 pure blooded lesbian. <laughs> and
1: I like that.
2: And that's where a lot of people get get it mixed up. They um, because they try they get they think since you're transgender that your sexuality changes also sexuality is sexuality gender is gender just because i feel like a woman i think like a woman and every and all that i'm still attracted to females i still love my wife there's nothing there's nothing more beautiful in this world than my wife and and, and, you, have,
0: and you have male body parts correct or not some <laughs> not all
1: <laughs> and do you want but, to change that like eventually would you like to change all of your body parts
2: right now i'm, I'm comfortable where i'm at mm-hmm. uh there's some other things that i would i would prefer to do than um than going you know all the way through with it but you know going all the way to uh gender gender affirming surgery but also too is just due to the fact of HRT, which stands for hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. What is there is minuscule anymore, because my body has went through hormonal changes.
1: Okay.
2: The girls are real, <laughs> homegrown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, why? Why are there so many uh, people suffering from addiction? Who are transgender it's a huge horrible problem and suicide and things like that
2: it is because of how we're treated it is because of how people react to us um and that's why this day is so very very important to me is all of my brothers and sisters out there that were murdered this last year just because they wanted to be authentic and live authentically you know their flame has has been extinguished so it's my job to keep carrying this torch and to be a voice for the transgender community so everyone can hear and i'm fortunate enough to be in that i in my recovery that i don't care what people think anymore i love myself i like myself i am very much happy with who I am and what I am but a lot of us especially early in our transition we get looked at we get scoffed at uh, I'm sorry I'm built like a linebacker <laughs> I have a deep voice you know I I have a very commanding voice and I think that probably comes from the Marine Corps and I have sir soft- yes <laughs> sir, sir yes sir <laughs> exactly yeah but Show us your nails again. Can you see your nails again? All right. Can you see them? Yep. (laughs) But, uh, and even though it doesn't bother me, or I use it as a chance to educate people when they misgender me, it still hurts. And it's part of that, uh, what I call microaggression. You know, I walk up, I walk into the VA I'm completely dressed in in a dress and heels, makeup and everything. And first thing, yes, sir. How are you doing? And I'm like, really? So that is that that is a lot of reasons why we turn to to um, alcohol and drugs because we want the pain to stop. You know, it's the same reasons. It's it's the same reasons why everybody else every other addict and alcoholic turns to it. We want it to stop, you know? It's a way that we can feel better about ourselves. It's a way that we can wake up in the morning and face the world, you know? And the suicide rate is, and especially Utah has the highest suicide rate. We are well above the national average for transgender youth.
1: So what would you say to transgender youth or or people that are going through similar struggles? Um, Like, is there groups, are there things, what can help an individual that, that struggles? What I would
2: say to another transgender is that number one is be you and don't be afraid to be seen. That there are numerous amount of resources out there You have the Pride Center, you have T, which stands for Transgender Education Advocates of Utah. You got uh, Equality Utah. You have uh, the Pink Pistols, which is a queer community that, and what we are is we're not gun fanatics, but we wanna teach the queer community how to properly handle a weapon, know all the safety rules. What?
1: I love that name that is. Thank you.
2: (laughs) And, uh, but able to be able to protect themselves too, you know, because we know that we're the only ones who will protect ourselves.
0: Why, why, why is it human nature to, for, for a lot of people to say maybe, you know, uh, well, you say you get beat up a lot, you get ridiculed a lot. Why do people just seem to uh, abhor you or find you disgusting or hate you? Why, why is
2: that? You're a human being. I am a human being, but unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who, and, I, and I'm and i using this term as this term is meant in a the dictionary. There are a lot of people out there are ignorant. <laughs> and, all, and the term ignorance means not educated. It doesn't mean that they're stupid or dumb or anything else like that. It just means they're not educated and they won't open their mind. They see things male, female, period. And that's why a lot of times, like I say, when I see somebody looking at me a little bit different or something else like that, is I'll take a chance and I'll wave and I'll say, hi, how are you? And most of the time they'll look away, but sometimes they'll say hi back and I'll start up a conversation and I'll take the chance to educate. Granted, I will say when I was uh, early in my uh, recovery or early in my transition is I'd see somebody looking at me and the first thing that came that comes to my mind and it's still something that comes to my mind is they're judging me. They're thinking I'm a freak. They're thinking I'm a weirdo. And I'll look at them and I used to look at them. And me being a, a very soft spoken individual. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I would sit there and say, you know, I'd turn around and look at them and say, what in the hell are you looking at? You got a problem with me? Da 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 da. da. And that, but as I started getting uh, farther along in my transition and farther along in my recovery and farther along loving who I am and accepting who I am and coming to terms with all of the other demons that I have going on. Now I look at people and, and are some of them judging me? Probably. And that's their problem. That's their issue and I don't have to own that. They can own that. Are they? Do they don't know what to think about it? Good possibility. Again, that's their problem. I don't need to own that. Or are they sitting here looking at me like I don't know how to approach this person without and I don't want to offend them. And that's how I look at it anymore. And that's why when I do see someone like that, I will wave and I'll start, I'll start the conversation. Because I would rather educate someone than someone just walking around thinking whatever they are thinking. You know, I'm then plus. <laughs> plus two as I look at it and, and I apologize to all the people I reacted reacted the way I did when I was young when I was early in my transition. because if I was the first transgender they met, next time they see, next time they see us, they're gonna say, whoa mm mm-hmm. them, them people are crazy. you know. But if I come up and I just say hi, I'm Tisha, Yes, transgender. I identify as she her I identify as female. I prefer she her her pronouns. This is why, then it educates them. So next time they meet them, meet them they're, or they see a transgender, they're gonna say, Hey, just like what you said, Randy, a human being.
0: Great message yeah. to get across. We we are believe it or not, a half hour is up already. Can you believe how quickly that goes? I apologize for taking us to talking so much. No, no, we, we've 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 <laughs> learned so we've learned so so much from you, and I, and I think you know, I think we need more. Uh, more things like this to get out to the public because I had some questions I was embarrassed to ask you, and I hope I didn't offend you.
2: No, and and that's and if I could say anything for for people who who do have questions and don't understand, I can't speak for anyone else, and I don't like speaking for anyone else. I can only speak for me, but I feel that. On um, a lot of the transgenders that I know would prefer you to come up and ask a question than just assume because then we can answer it or we can try to help explain it.
0: It's a good point. Hopefully, this did. Tisha Olson, you are a magnificent speaker and representative of the transgender community. So hopefully we will enlighten some people in, for addiction, recovery, and dealing with an issue that a lot of us haven't really had, a, had an occasion to deal with, but you've had to deal with all your life. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we sign off?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Something I always love to always say is that when you see a transgender, just remember this. We're just like you. We live, we laugh, we cry, we get married, we have children, we love, and we die. Just like every other human being in the world. And all we want, you may not have, you may not understand us, you don't even have to like us, but there's no reason to hate us.
0: That's a hell of a message. That's a good way to, and this podcast, uh, this has been Odyssey House Journals. You can catch us on, all you have to do is Google it, uh, just Odyssey House Journals. And you can watch this on on uh, YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or it's available in audio versions on every place you get podcasts. So, Rachel, great seeing you again. Thank you. And Tisha, thank, thank you, you so much for bearing your soul for a half hour. <laughs> and, and Anytime. We- Okay. <laughs> it's
2: was, a subject I kind of like to talk about.
0: <laughs> it's kind of personal, isn't it? It, <laughs> it is. is. I On could... behalf of all of us, thank you very much for watching and tune in again uh, next time for Odyssey House Journals.